I remember trying to come up with the perfect name for this podcast. I literally sat down for days, I think weeks even, trying to think of a perfect name for this podcast. I wanted a name which would basically communicate what I was trying to do with this podcast. A name which would basically sum up what this podcast was about and who it's for. And I really, really thought about it. And it took quite a lot of thinking, sleeping and praying. And finally, it came to me. The perfect name for this podcast. The Clueless Entrepreneur. And when that name came to me, I knew that it was the perfect name for this podcast. But is a name that important? I mean, does it really matter what name you choose for your business? And why is it important if so? And how long should you think about a name for your business? And should everything just stop because you can't find a business name? And basically, how do you come up with the perfect name for your business? Well... If you have all those questions, then you are at the right place. Because my guest, Numpumela Elosacha, will be talking about how you can come up with the perfect name for your business. But first, who is Numpumela Elosacha? Tell us one, I don't know, weird thing or crazy thing that you do uh, or about you that nobody or a few people know about you. Funny, I think it was not so long ago, I was telling somebody that I love the smell of onions after you've chopped them on your hands. So many people are just like, that is disgusting. But I think that that gives, it's such a peaceful smell for me. So peaceful? Weird. Yeah. It's so, I can't even explain it. Because then I sit with my hands and maybe I'm on the laptop and I'm just like, you know the smell, guys. <laughs> after anything, like a day later even. So, ah, that is, that is for me Weirdest, I suppose, to many, but the most coolest thing for me. Wow, wow. That's definitely something um, a bit weird for me, but I guess it's, it's also very cool because I like the smell of petrol. So I guess yeah. we both have <laughs> a weird sense of smell. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so thank you very much for sharing that with us. So who is Unompumelelo Sacha? Can you please tell us a bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, Unombumelelo um, is multifaceted. Um, she's a daughter, she's a sister, she's an aunt, she's a niece, she's a granddaughter. She wears all those different caps, a friend um, and so forth. Um, and, and I think all those play a role in who I am. Uh, also by profession, I theoretically, um, I'm an accountant by theory. <laughs> by profession, I'm a marketer. Um, and, and by life, I'm an entrepreneur probably or a solution finder, um, because I think that's what entrepreneurs are is, is finding solutions, um, to problems in, in the society. Wow. 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 So many hats. How do you manage all those things in your daily life? You know, being an aunt, being a daughter, being an entrepreneur, you know, doing all of those things. Do you have some, you know, difficulty or do you ever like feel overwhelmed with all doing, being all of those things, I guess? Yeah, I think I think we're all we all play different roles and we sometimes don't recognize the roles that we play. Um so that it doesn't become overwhelming. Um, I think you play different roles at different times. Others take precedence at a certain time. Um, but I, I think you fulfill each one to your best capabilities, I suppose, and as and when you can. Um, you do find, you know, if, if when you have quite a lot of things on your plate, you can feel overwhelmed. Um, but I think having a support structure to also kind of, or your soundboard, 
you're able, you know, to go back to be like, friend, I'm finding this really difficult. You know, I'm finding today really difficult. Um, and they are your voice of reason, um, you know, to remind you that, you no, know, you still, you're okay. You're doing good. Um, you can do it. And I think you do sometimes need that nudge from a trusted individual to kind of let you know that it's still, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> mm. um, and yeah, you find that, I think one thing about being kind, people need to be kind, I'd like to believe, because it does make things a lot easier that way. I've hurt you um, unknowingly or unintentionally. You know, it, it's not like a, it's over, you know, but it's it's more of I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, we move. So humanity, I think, is the bottom line and being human about about everything. Mm-mm. That's definitely true. I think if we had more kind people, kindness in our society, things would be so much better. Um, and I think it's something we are losing as a nation, as a people. And I think it's something that we need to gain back, you know, that spirit of Ubuntu. And like what you said about, you know, having those people who will support you, who will be your voice of reason. And I guess it's something you, you need to surround yourself with the right kinds of people who support you throughout your journey. So perhaps one last question, maybe um, about yourself as an entrepreneur, when did the entrepreneurship bug bite you? Um, when did you discover that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and how did you get into entrepreneurship? Sure. I, I think if, if I'm to think back, it's quite, it was innate. So in a sense that um, I, I didn't have to almost have a, you know, a, a dream to say, okay, this is the, this is the day or this is the, the period in which I was an entrepreneur, I think if I'm to look back, it's always been there through the little things that we had done, you know, in primary school, um, as much as maybe we didn't have voluntary opportunities to have markets and stuff, um, we, we almost had to do it. So, so I was excited about that. Um, moved on to high school. I think that's when you kind of started seeing the intentional behavior and really the the idea of entrepreneurship and not knowing really that that's entrepreneurship. But I remember when I started selling um, off knockoffs of Amapicon Baiti, which were really hot. Um, I don't know how people's stomachs were after that. Um, I exclude myself from how people felt, but you know, we found that especially in mathematics, I funny enough in Mrs. Edward, Mrs. Marsh at the time, um, you know, we had a, I had a, orders you know coming in and people would want stuff and we're not allowed to sell so it was almost like you know um black market selling if you are to call it that but it was the first um you know where i could actually see you know cash flow in a sense of money coming in and money going out capital that's where i started interacting with entrepreneurial terms um and a business of some sort um of inventory um of customer service um, you know, these are things when you look at retrospectively or in hindsight that, oh, okay, these are a few points that I really did touch on. Because no matter how big a scale or how small a scale a business is, um, you really have the same principles of a business. So, you know, from your cash flow elements, maybe now you're not doing necessarily your age analysis for debtors. Um, you know, those come in maybe with bigger businesses, but you really do. You have people who bought on credit and so forth. So that was my first um encounter of being an entrepreneur at the time. Like I say, I mean I don't know how many years ago, but I was in grade 10 at the time. Um, and then moved on to try many other things um, from fashion 
fashion to um i mean i every time i try to think is every time i think about a business it's like okay i must start thinking of the name then i must register this name um i think on cipc i've got like so many you know businesses that either i've changed the name now because now i'm like okay, it's been on file for quite a long time let's change this now to another name or another business um but yeah it, it's it's always been there and and um I think before I, I attempted to study chartered accountancy, I knew that for me, I wasn't going to be there for long. It was just a, uh, an, a well, is it an edge for me, uh, in a sense that you know, after seven years, finish article, then I'm on my own now. You know, I'll have enough money to almost start my own thing, and also I suppose being respected within the industry. Once you have CASA, people believe that you're you can be a doctor, you can be a whatever you want to be. But I thought, you know, let's go with that because it will allow me or have given that springboard to actually have conversations with people who are, um, you know, who can contribute and influence you know the economy and society. She sounds like the perfect person to have this conversation with. So my question is for you. Are you ready to be less clueless? Clueless entrepreneurs, welcome to the Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Lucien Msane, and I. I'm a clueless entrepreneur. I'm starting a business and I have no idea what to do. And if you can relate, then you are at the right place because this podcast is about helping you and I as clueless entrepreneurs to become better entrepreneurs and more successful entrepreneurs who are less clueless. So, my question for you is, are you ready to be less clueless? What's in a name? Um why is a business name something which is important to think about when you are starting a business is it something which is that deep you know to think about having the right name i think for me um i i take a name quite seriously um and and many a times <clears throat> you know as as i'm building my profile um and and you know my brand as an individual brand i know my my if you call it a publicist or you know my agent in a sense would always say that you know go for a shorter name like for me and we're still bickering about it because for me it's a declaration you know every time you call on a name you are declaring that name so whatever is attached to the meaning of the name so unobomelelo means success for me the importance of introducing myself as unobomelelo i'm almost reinforcing you know the 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 success story in my life and i find that i i take the same you know sense or or, or thought process when i'm thinking of names for brands is that once you know this name is out there yes you can change it i mean we know of your nike's that have changed their names your 711s that have changed their names from what it was to what it is now many other different brands that have changed their names um and then they had to rebrand and so forth you know at a certain time but i think what what is quite important about a name is that it is it, it has to have a meaning you know um there is a sense of you're not going to have you know a car shop and then the name is opposite because people then can't associate um mm. with your brand or they can't associate with your name and your your name also also the elements and the what is it called the values under there when we came up with the brand name for Ulinala which is the nail studio we currently have at the moment one thing that i thought of was 
brands that I work with, um, whether from a consultancy perspective or brands that I do create, I would want them to have an African story. I would want them to have an African um, element to it. So we would think of names from different languages within the South African, um, within South Africa. Um, and when we came with Lenala, it was, you know, mainly to talk about the fact that you know, our main purpose was to think of anything nail. So when it comes to the nail care, when it came to the extension of you, and by extension of you, um, I always say that we can tell a person's character through a nail request. So if you want just a gel application, you know, the different color is an element of, okay, I just want a nude, you know, very calm individual. I just want a bright neon color. Mm. Um, calm, but still has that wow factor. I want, you know, if you am to call it Swarovski's on my nails, you know, that girl that knows who she is in a sense, and not that others don't know, but she's that girl that owns that space and so forth. So, you know, we thought that, okay, Lenala basically is about that. Is it, it's, we want it to be as transparent as it can be um, and that it has that African touch around it. And it's very simple because we want you to understand that when you come in there, we're taking you as you are. There's no you know, um, um, complexities and so forth. But the business mm. is just about simplicity. What you want, we can give it to you. So it is very important that, you know, when you think of a name, think of the business. Um, yes, you'll consider, you know, your competitors, you'll start. I mean, I think the first point that people probably do look at as if I think of a name and then I'll Google if maybe somebody else has that name, you know, then you look at, okay, if there's a name like that, is there any bad or, you know, connotation with this name? I remember when we also came up with another name for a property, um, you know, hotelier thing that was going on. Um, you know, the name that we had was absolutely amazing, but it had two contradicting meanings. So you almost had to decide, okay, are we okay? You know, for people, and it was a contradictory meaning that you didn't know of really. You had to kind of research to find out, you know, that, okay, this is a bit contentious rather than having another name. So you do have to do a bit more research in identifying what you want your name to be associated with um is it easy to, to also you know say this name another thing is you know i say that i mean with it being easy yes and pronounced appropriately but if your story is so good and people really love the brand they'll be um they'll, they'll want to know how to pronounce this and they'll want to be able to say okay or whatever the the brand is in its in itself you know i mean we have people call it lino um Lenala, you know, and they try and figure out what is it, and then we're like, no, no, it's Lenala, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that. That for me, I think it, it is very important for you to to think of a name um, because there's also an emotional attachment to a name or distinctive or memorable thing about it. So if you are thinking of all those emotions that go with the name, um, how do people identify with this name? It can help, you know, and making it easier to attach um, memory to that name. Mm, I definitely agree with all those points that a name is very important to identify you and to be able to associate your brand with something. If, you know, we attach so much importance to naming our children and things like that, we should then attach that level of importance to naming our businesses as well because you know your business is basically your baby and it's something which you want people to be able to as you said you know to associate um, and for it to be memorable easy to pronounce and things like that so I believe that you are definitely on point when it comes to the importance of naming your business I'd like to ask you is there something as a bad name is there something which you look at and like okay no this is a very terrible name and what makes a name 
bad for your business? I think you know bad names would be ones like I say where the association of the name would be um, quite questionable. Um, you know, when I was doing a bit of research and I was looking at a few, I was like, okay, I see why. You know, where others are uh, are written um, as Poopsies, for example, uh, which is a I think it's a coffee shop or something like that. So you're thinking, okay, but where are we going with this? Are we going to the toilet or what are we doing? So it is quite important. They, they are bad names. Um, and I think people, or the people working within the, the marketing or communication or brand um, did realize probably let's rebrand. So there is names that, you know, we can say that are bad because of the association that people have with them. Also, if there's connotations, like I said earlier, that aren't, you know, quite, that are quite negative, um, I think you, you really don't want your brand to be associated with such, whether it's, you know, profanity or whether it is, um, yeah, negative, negative connotation towards your name. I, I don't think you'd want people to kind of associate your brand with that. And I think when I was doing a bit more research, you do find that once they've realized that, okay, this might be quite sketchy and and some i don't know if it's intentional or unintentional because there's one that's written and excuse the french it's not necessarily what i'm what i'm saying but it's it's written anal tech and <laughs> you know it's a name and as much as it, now it's getting a bit contentious as to okay where are we going with this name um you know they had to change it and it was a laboratory um so so it is quite important to consider those factors around you know what your name means um how can it be viewed as um has there been any bad pr around a certain name or a story around your name um previously before um you know has there been and that's why patenting and trademarking does become quite important because you know somebody then can take your name um and then create you know uh besides the fact that you won't be the only one, but now you have somebody who's probably going to have their own narrative of this name. And now there's an association to be like, oh, I've seen, you know, the Clueless Entrepreneur. I've seen that also somewhere. The Clueless Entrepreneur where it's not the same people. Um, and, and, you know, one could be opposing to the other. And perhaps what are the effects of choosing a bad name like Poopsies or something like that? <laughs> I mean, the effect of that is that... Um, I think it becomes very questionable as a customer to say, what am I buying into? Um, A customer before anything, probably. And I think if you think of how you um, set your salutation, when you're greeting somebody at the beginning, it it would be, hi, hi, you know, I'm Bumi, oh, I'm Lino. So it is the first point of contact that you have with a brand to say, oh, McDonald's, oh, um, Batu, oh, you know, um, so you're not going to look at a shoe and say what, you will ask what shoe is it, you know, you'll ask what, um, what dress are you wearing? Where did you get it from? So the name pops up. So, you know, now you want to explain first poopsies to say, oh, no, I actually got it from poopsies. Um, and it's like, poopsies? What's poopsies? And now you're having a story around poopsies. Now you're having anecdotal conversation around poopsies and you've now taken away from the brand because now we don't even know what the brand is about because mm. we can't hear it through the name. We can't hear it through the story. Um, so it does, it could, you could find you'd having, you'd have rather, um, you know, customers that fall through um, in a sense that don't really go down the, the journey um, because of they were still hung up on the name and then people are like, Oh, okay, we moved on, you know, so because there's no association really. 
to to what it is that you're doing or selling. I know I definitely wouldn't buy coffee from Poopsies or something like that. <laughs> um, but I, I really do like what you say that you know the name is the first point of contact that you come uh, across. You know when it comes to a brand, and it's something which I feel like sometimes people do overlook, and it's something we should really really think about because a name does say a lot about who you are and what your brand is as you have mentioned earlier on so I, i i do like all those points and i do believe that you know entrepreneurs out there should really review and look at you know the names which they are coming up with and actually ask themselves is this the right name is is this a name which i want my brand to be associated with i want my brand to be known as and perhaps you know speaking about that bad names um what are some of the mistakes people make you know which lead them to you know maybe naming a business poopsies or something like that first funny enough and then i'll be it will be a bit ironic but i think sometimes we do take too long um you know with with trying to figure out a name is it the right name no it can't be it's not I know for one, I I probably take forever trying to figure out and and um, as much as I love branding and I do love the the, the coming up of a name because then I build a story first and then try and fit a name to the story of and the story by being the what what is the story of a brand what do I want people to to feel when they see this brand um, and so forth but I think we do take quite a long time trying to figure out there is one brand that I've seen um, evolve. Quite quite quickly, um, you know, in the beauty space. Um, but the name has stayed the same. But maybe the the expansion. Um, so you'll have now it's a beauty bar now. It's not just about nails anymore and so forth. So I think it, it is making sure that when we do choose a name, like I say, is that you wouldn't have built the brand. It wouldn't have been quite quite strong right at the beginning because you are still building it. So with your brand or with your name. Um, you know, just think around, you know, a, a bit of a five-year plus type of story of the brand. Even if you don't have it full, fully, you, you know, in your mind, it's just how do I then, in terms of expansion, how does it fit in? So that you're not really um, boxing yourself right from the start, mm. uh, but you still have that opportunity to kind of think uh, beyond that. Think about what it is that you're selling. Just think about how you can make it easier for the customer to to experience this brand through your name. Um, you know, is it easily pron- pronounced? Even if it, you know, as my, I, I don't want to say easily pronounced because then, like I say, for me, it becomes contentious if I'm giving you my full name and you say, isn't there a shorter name? And I'm like, I'm not here to make your life easy because this is who I am. Um, with that, also just just understand how people would interact with your brand. Um, I think that's it. I think it's, it's just around thinking around what's my product, what am I selling, how do I best communicate this uh, with. Uh, this is the first touch point. So, you know, with that, how do you then associate um, my what I'm selling with, with my name? Mm. I, I really like the point that you mentioned about you know, not taking too long with this process of coming up with a name and allowing your brand to, to evolve, you know, um, Tabo Moloi, who was a guest here, did say that when you are ideating or coming up with a business idea and things like that, your 
idea evolves, but that does not mean that you need to, you know, stay at home or something like that. Keep yourself in your room and actually work on your idea so much so, and you take too long to actually take it out to market and things like that. So you need to go out there and allow the market to respond to your, give you feedback, and then constantly evolve, uh, work on your idea while you are actually putting it out there um, to the market. And I think we can maybe apply the same type of logic here you know that you know it doesn't have to be a perfect name don't take too long whereby then you are unable to actually start your business simply because you don't have a business name and i think that's something some of us maybe take too seriously we might end up not actually having a business because we are still trying to come up with a business name and perhaps you know what are some of the things that we should consider when actually coming up with a business name? And should it be something which is unique, different? And if it's unique, how unique should it be? So I think, you know, it's always said that an entrepreneur is the one or the, the, the what is it, the, the owner of the business or the creator is the one that has the vision. Um, so as the person that has the vision, I think you have a sense of what it is you want people to experience about your brand you have you, you're the custodian of that so when coming up with the name there's an emotional connection to it um i know you know some names don't have a full meaning but there's it's two words put together and it could be two words of you know people that have played a role and i think i've worked with clients whose names come from their parents you know where it's, it's a a certain name and you know half the mom half the dad and they put that together half a sister half a brother put that together to come up with a name so there's that emotional connection so you as an individual or a customer don't necessarily know what this means um you know you'll ask yourself what does it really mean um but they put it together so that it it, it sounds great it sounds really nice um and only then when you go into understanding you know who the owner of the business is or understanding the values of the business you'll get to understand that this is how the name has come up um but first point like i say is you've decided okay this is the product or service i'm selling what industry am i in um i think that's and these are the steps that i usually then start taking to say okay what industry am i in you know how do i find uh you know what is the industry norm here um you know do we do we do we use you know our area to to really talk to 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 name the brand do we use you know, incorporated names in a sense that it's something incorporated. So really then that, that's expansion thought. Um, what is it that I want people to feel? Um, I mean, names that we've come up with for different brands from Lenala, Justiam, Mogotla, um, it was basically to talk about what's in it um, with these different brands. So Lenala is about nails. Justiam is about whatever you taste and eat is yum. Um, you know, uh, when we came up with Mogotla, it's around suitcases. And that's the thing is that where do, where, what are we talking about when we talk about these different um, 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 brands? So once we identified exactly this is what I'm selling, this is what I want to talk about. Like I say, for me, it's that every name that I almost come up with or most names that I come up with for different brands need to have an element of Africa um, and by Africa it could be you know um, Africa it could be a Nigerian name or the influence of a Nigerian name Ghanaian name um, South African and the different languages within so it is it is up to you how you want to build this brand and, and because the name is still part of the story and the brand because we sometimes assume putting a logo and a name is just the brand no 
it's the elements behind it. And you'll find even from your typography that you're talking um, to your clients through your communication, how you talk to your clients mm-hmm. on an online reputation um, perspective or a digital marketing strategy, those elements are all part of the brand. And that's why the name is very important because it also needs to filter through. And you, you should almost see a thread going through every communication strategy um, within the company or within the brand that has the same elements or the same values how you greet should be the same i can i can almost understand and a brand is like ulindo i know lindo is acting out of character when he does one two three four five because this is not lindo you know and people would say hi I don't think that's that person though, because you know this person, how they speak, how they, how they interact with individuals. And that's a brand is that how you talk to your clients, how you deal with customer complaints, the customer service, for example. So the name again is very important because it talks about, okay, this is what I'm coming into. So with that being said, I think quick touch points would be, I've identified what I'm selling. What are my industry um, peers doing? Once I've found, okay, this is the name I want to go with, just do a bit more research in terms of is there my, is my name somewhere? And that's where, like I said, patenting or trademarking is quite important because then you'll be able to see, okay, I'm stealing actually somebody's name or, and, you know, somebody else might be using my name, you know, at a later stage. So it's very important that I do trademark. Um, you know, making sure that, okay, once I've identified that there isn't any connotation around this, it doesn't have a different meaning from what I thought. You know, I've come up with a name and I think it's really amazing, but somebody or there's a definition that, that, that doesn't sound really great. So if people had to Google, you know, due to SEO and stuff, now here pops up this meaning that becomes like, okay, is this what your company means now? Okay, maybe back it up. <laughs> you know, I don't want to really be part of this if that's the case. So once you've done a bit of research and identifying all of those things, then you can start by saying, okay, cool. Um, this is what I'm going to go with. Um, and there's different ways. I remember friends were creating a name for like this group, you know, sports and hiking and outdoor activities. And it literally was a few people who came up with names and then it was left for people to vote, you know? So, so there's different ways of how you, you actually can approach this name situation. Um, I think for less personal things as in you know something I hold as my pride position being in my business and so forth you're keen to maybe hear other people's opinions maybe what do you think around this what do you think around that but I do find that probably when it is your own brand it's quite personal so you go through a bit of a an up and down of having five words ten words one word um, you know for your name for the business and then up until you're comfortable Um, and I also think it is there's that thing in you you know that says this is it this is the name, actually. I'm going to go with this and you run. Definitely. I remember when I was thinking of a name for this podcast and that switch just hit on. I was like the clueless entrepreneur. And I was so happy when I came up with that name. It hit me so hard, you know, and I definitely agree with that. That Your name is part of your story and it's something we should not like disassociate with the business itself it shouldn't be something which comes as a mere obligation like you have to come up with a business name so you just think of any name you know it should be part of your story should tell the story of what your brand is about and i like the fact that you should do your research make sure that you know what the name means and things like that and see if other people have that name and perhaps you know i just would like to ask you that what do you do in an instance whereby maybe you have a name and somebody else then comes up with the same name as you, but maybe you haven't done the trademark things and things like that, uh, but somebody has already stolen your name. 
So I think then um, there's this, you would have to consult, you know, your IP, an IP lawyer, um, just because I'm not quite, um, you know, well, well equipped to talk much about that. But I do know from, from just conversations we've had with other people is you can have a con, you know, a conversation where uh, with an IP lawyer who could assist you in terms of making sure that, you know, they, they assess, you know, the situation um, where you can have a case around, you know, I was the one that had this name and almost in a forcefully have to make them change um, their, 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 their name because you, you were first. Um, you'd have to prove all of that through case, um, case law, et cetera, et cetera. So, so there is, I think, an elemental opportunity for you to assist. Um, it, I think it's a bit costly, <laughs> um, but you can. Um, funny enough, I also, even on a social media perspective, um, not so long ago, I actually had, uh, you know, somebody who had created a similar name, you know, and everything. So those are, from a digital perspective, you can report those um, where you can say that this person is acting like I am or acting like the business and report mm. them for them to actually have their page taken down. Yeah, so there's, there's different ways, um, legal routes that you can also take in the event that they are actually, you know, have copied everything that is yours yeah definitely um i mean it, it is a scary thing to think about you know when you think that you've come up with the perfect name and you're always like scared of those vouchers who will come and perhaps steal your name and things like that um but you know i definitely like you know what you said that you should consult um your legal uh, people and things like that who might be able to to help you with that type of situation and maybe if you aren't you know don't have enough money you can maybe try and find other routes as well things like which can maybe help you when you have come across um, that situation and perhaps are there any tools or resources which can help you know me or other clueless entrepreneurs with coming up with this um, name for for my business or for their businesses respectively I mean, Google does have all of that for you. I mean, if you type, when I was doing a bit of research around, you know, finding the right name, there's already, um, what is it, apps where they, you put in whatever your business is and then they can formulate a name. But I, I would say that, you know, and like I was saying, um, a name is that aha moment. Um, almost don't leave it to a microwave process of, of finding a name, um, but really start think about it um because and as you're thinking it sometimes doesn't even come as um you know i was thinking of names and so forth as you're building this brand as you're thinking of what i want to do in this um, business uh, what i want to get out of it from a podcasting perspective as you're building that i i'm almost i want to leave room for 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 anything that might not be true to what i'm saying but 99.9 percent sure that your name is going to come up through that um, so let's not leave it to chance and by chance leave it to, you know, an automated system to kind of come up with a name for you um, because it's quite inherent. Uh, you know, when you start listening to names of how a name came up, it gives you that, you know, that excitement to be like, okay, this is why I really have an affinity towards this brand. So don't leave out that, that beauty of building the brand, you know, from scratch by, by, by wanting to look for external um, elements to help I think the important part is once you have like I say those different names do do the due diligence um, for yourself 
because it also wouldn't be nice, you know, once you've created all this, the story, the brand, etc., and then you have somebody else's legal department, you know, contacting you to say that, sorry, but you've actually stolen a name of a business that has been there for five years or whatever the case may be. Um, so do your due diligence, uh, make sure you've done the rough research. And unfortunately, you know, and you become very attached. So you'll find that, once you've done your due diligence and you realize that, okay, never mind, there is another company like this, then you might need to change. I mean, you will see, for example, with domains, for example, there are people who would say, who'd email to say, can we please purchase this domain? Because maybe they've realized that whether it's a different country and so forth. I know we've had that where people email to say, we need to purchase this domain. Can we buy it from you? Um, and at the time they're thinking, this is my business. Why would I sell you my domain? But, you know, they have maybe whatever it is that they, they, they they selling and now they realize that they want that domain. So from a perspective of a of a of a person who already has a name, trademark it. From a perspective of somebody who's coming at you know developing a name, I would say do research once you found that this is the name, so that you don't find yourself in a situation where you know legal matters have to unfold and then you have to now go through a whole rebranding, however many years later. Um, because we these are not new. We've heard of businesses that have had to rebrand because they actually have the same name as another company. So do your due diligence. Um, and yeah, you, you should be you should be a for aware. I definitely love that point that you should not leave, you know, the process of naming your business to chance uh, or to an automated system. Let it be connected to your mission, connected to what you want to achieve with your business. I think that's very important. And then when you've come up with that name, do your due diligence, um, do your research, find out if there's another name and if there are connotations attached to the name and things like that i think that's very important and trademark your name when you've come up with it and yeah i also bought a domain name as soon as i came across the name which i which i came up with and i made sure to do that just in case somebody else comes up with that name and tries to steal it and i think that's very important as well that if you have found your name and you have some small funds it's not expensive you need to buy that domain name or something like that so that you can have that security knowing that maybe someone won't be able to steal this name and use it as well. So I do love all those points. And thank you very much for sharing all of these wonderful insights with us, Numbumelelo. And perhaps where can we reach you? What is your call to action uh, for the audience at home today? Um, if you want to contact me, um, DM me whether on LinkedIn as Umbumisacha, on Instagram, Umbumisacha, Facebook, Umbumisacha. Um, for Linala, which is the nail studio, you can certainly find us on Instagram and Facebook at Linala Nail Studio. Um, otherwise, then WhatsApp or book on 078-178-221. Yeah, that's where you can find me and, and find businesses and everything else from the other podcasting staff, um, which is at POB Podcast or underscore podcast. Yeah, there's too many. So if you find me, you'll find everything else. <laughs> If you want the extensive version of the show notes of this episode then please do use the link below where you'll be able to go and download the show notes which will definitely help you have something which you can read and perhaps be able to make notes from if you have any questions which you'd like answered on the show then please do send me a dm at the dando man on instagram or at lindom msane on twitter 
or you can send us an email lindorm at cluelessentrepreneur.co.za that's lindorm at cluelessentrepreneur.co.za all those details will be down on the show notes below so please make sure to reach out to us and tell us what you think of the show and please do leave us a rating or review wherever you are listening from so that we know if you are enjoying the show and where we can improve that's it from me Ulindo Siamsane aka the Dando Man see you next time and remember it's okay to be clueless <laughs>